Now we're going to look at chapter 21. Uh, commentators, for a certain time at least, it was a kind of a vogue, that this is an uh, unattached appendix to the gospel and uh, by another writer. But the positions are coming back the other way. Um, very many uh, of the best exegetes say, no, this is this is a Johannine piece uh, and it concludes in a way some some commentators say, and I'm kind of inclined to their position, that this was written as the end of the four Gospels, this last part of chapter 21. Uh, but we'll see. We'll go ahead now and uh, start reading this. There are 25 verses. After these things, Jesus manifested himself again to the disciples by the Sea of Galilee, by the Sea of Galilee, or the Sea of Tiberias. Um, he he manifested himself. He showed himself. Translation goes showed himself. I think. Um, okay. Now, together were Simon Peter and Pi and Thomas, the one called twin sort of our counter-hero from the last chapter, and Nathaniel from Cana in Galilee, you remember him, that's the Israelite in whom there is no guile, and the two sons of Zebedee, and some others from, two others, from uh, among the disciples. Peter said, I'm going fishing. And they said, we will come with you. So, they went out uh, in the boat, um, and that but that night they caught nothing. You see, in the whole night they piasen uden nothing. So then, uh, when it was already dawn, they've been out there all night now, um, which is sometimes a good time to fish in a, in a big lake like that. Um, okay. Uh, so Jesus calls out, lads, boys, how does this translation go? Children, huh? Pedia, lads, have you caught anything? And they say, no, nothing. And so, have you anything to eat? No. They weren't very happy. So he said to them, cast the net over the right side. Uh, and you'll catch something. Now, why would they believe this landlubber when their whole life is fishing? Something about him, I guess. Also, a little desperation. We worked all night. Let's get some fish out of this. You know? um, and so, cast your net on the right side of the boat and you'll find. So they threw it out, uh, as it was said, uh, and uh, they were able, not able to pull it in because of the number of fish. You see, that kind of fishing, you drag a net in back of you, and it collects the fish. And now the thing got so full of fish, they could hardly row the boat. Now John, who was the first one, he saw and believed, remember the last line of chapter 20, uh, he saw and believed. The last line of that first, uh, of the four incidents, rather, not the last line of the chapter. He saw and began to believe. 
Here's the one now with sight. You see? Uh, so the disciple who Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. So then Peter heard it was the Lord. He tucked in his garment, for he was lightly clad, and jumped into the sea. He's impulsive. But there's something so beautiful about his heart. The Lord, looking at them all, said, that's the leader of the group, that one. One of the reasons, he has a heart. See, if you're a leader, you have to have a heart. You just can't have a head. And that's why Jesus said to him in Luke, remember, Peter, listen, Simon, Simon, Satan has desired you to sift you like wheat. But I have prayed for you that your faith fail not, and when you're strengthened, turn around and confirm your brothers. Now we're seeing the same thing, the same commission, but from another angle. You see, uh, the other disciples came in the boat, and they were not far from shore, about a hundred yards, dragging the net with the fish, and then they left the boat, pulled it up on the shore, left the fish in the net back in the water, keep them fresh. And so, uh, when they climbed out on the shore, they saw a charcoal fire uh, with fish on it and bread. Jesus cooked them breakfast. The Son of God. He does that for us anytime we need help. This isn't restricted. You know, he loves us all. Okay. Um, Jesus said to them, uh, bring some of the fish you just caught. So Simon Peter went over, he's probably the strongest one of the crowd, uh, and dragged the net ashore full of 153 large fish. There have been enough speculations written about 153 and what it stands for. They would fill a warehouse. Uh, and I'm not going to add to it. Uh, could be this because the letters of a name have purposes. For instance, if I want to write the letter one, the number one, I can write one, that's the Phoenician, the Arabic, see? Or I can write the letter A. So, my name, Francis, would be, whatever, say, F is a six letter, see? Six, 24, like that, you know? So it's somebody's name, maybe. Uh, there were 153 fish. We are not going to get any more into that because I certainly haven't found one, uh, though there's one now uh, by, uh, oh, I forgot his name right now, that might, might finally take the day. Even though there were so many of these fish, the net was not torn. Why does he stop to tell us that? Remember, we're moving on two levels. The church can handle everybody. There's room for everybody in the church. It won't break the net. Only thing will break the net is rivalry and lack of faith. The net itself is strong enough. You see? Uh, now Jesus said to them, Come, have breakfast. And none of the disciples dared ask him, Who are you? Because they realized it was the Lord. Can you imagine the sort of, I know it's the Lord, but I don't dare ask him. Uh, you know, they're kind of embarrassed and so forth. They're up there fishing. They're supposed to be down in Jerusalem preaching. Maybe that's why. Uh, 
Jesus came over and took the bread and gave it to them, and in like manner the fish. It, it doesn't look like it's Eucharist. It's just a meal. Now, this was the third time Jesus was revealed to his disciples after being raised from the dead. Now, if you just take one to the disciples without Thomas, the one with Thomas, and this one, you see? We have three. Which means that this chapter is tied to the others. Uh, okay? Now, when they finished, Jesus said to Simon Peter, you kind of think he took him aside, but the text doesn't say that. Maybe he wants Simon to protest this out in front of everybody else. You know, do you love me um, more than these? No, you love me more than you love those, or do you love me more than they love me? Tell me a second. Lord, he says, you see, you know that I love you. He's getting ready to be qualified as Pope. And what is the main thing he has to have? Love. If you have love, then you will obey me. You don't have to worry about anything else. I can take care of you as well. Okay? Feed my lambs. He then said to him a second time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? He said to him, yes, Lord, you know that I love you. He said to him, tend my sheep. He's installing him in that office. I, you know, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell. And now he's installing him. See? He told him at the Last Supper in Luke, I prayed for you that your faith fail not. So once being strengthened, you can, you can strengthen your brethren. That's his job. John Paul, in his encyclical on ecumenism, says the main job of the successor of Peter is to be the center of unity. So anybody out there who's uh, divided from us, if you want to write and tell me how you think I ought to do that, please do so. And a lot of people wrote. One, an Orthodox from France, his name slips my mind, started his letter, Dear Holy Father. Okay. So he said to him a third time, Simon, son of John, do you love me? Peter was distressed that he had said to him a third time, do you love me? And he said to him, Lord, you know everything. You know that I love you. Jesus said, feed my sheep. That's all it takes. Huh? Close adherence, just obey Jesus. Now, there's more to it. Amen, amen, I say to you, when you were younger, you used to dress yourself and go where you wanted. But when you grow old, you will stretch out your hands and someone else will dress you and lead you where you do not want to go. Now this is the way this death is described. He said this signifying by what kind of death he would glorify God. That's the way the New Testament looks on it. He died witnessing to Christ. First job of a Pope. And we may not have seen the last of those deaths of Popes either. Your job is to love the brethren. Love me, love the brethren. And take care of them and be a center of unity for them. And if you're getting in a squabble, call a group together, listen to what they got to say and say, that's the answer. And they got to take it. Otherwise, we'd have about 160,000 different little groups calling themselves Christian. The key to it 
is the Peter's successor than his love. Love for all the brethren, whether they're united to him or not. You see? Now Peter turned and saw the disciple following whom Jesus loved. That's the one who also reclined upon his chest during the supper. And he said, what about him? Peter's always like this. Jesus said, what if I want him to remain until I come? What concern is it of yours? You follow me. That's all you got to do. You follow me. I can take care of the rest. So the word spread among the brothers that that disciple would not die. But Jesus had not told him he would not die. Just what if I wanted to remain until I come? What concern of that is yours? Now that kind of ends the, the gospel in a way. Now there are a few more lines that are witness. It is this disciple who testifies to these things. I'm writing and has written them. And we know that his testimony is true. There are also many other things that Jesus did. But if these were to be described individually, I do not think the whole world could, could contain the books that would be written. And that's so this last chapter is mostly about Jesus first feeding his disciples, caring for them as an older brother, as a, you know, he feeds them breakfast. Then he gets a hold of Peter and gives him a chance to reverse the three denials. So, does he say, Peter, do you, are you sorry? Are you going to crawl on the ground and tell me how sorry you are three times and then I'll forgive you? No. He says one thing. Peter, do you love me? Then you're reinstated. You should be pope. If you love me, you're going to love all those who are close to me, and you will care for them, and you will lay down your life for the truth that will continue to care for them. And that's the main qualification. Then we have this question about the other disciple. Uh, this fellow who's never clarified, but is the author of the gospel. Uh, there's been so many theories about that, but the last word, as I say, we're, we're starting to swing back, is we've got problems at work, we haven't worked them all out, but this chapter was written by that disciple. And it ends the gospel, and it may end the whole, they may have been already aware that the synoptics and then John were that order in the in the collection. So John ends the whole gospel. Can't swear to that, but for the rest we can.